This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Kelly, I know that we're obsessed with longevity, um, having glowing skin, um, healing our gut, and I love Warrior Strong Wellness products. Um, we love, we talk all the time, the multi-collagen protein powder, the collagen tides and bone broth. But I'm also obsessed with the ashwagandha. Um, it really helps me manage my stress levels and stay calm. Um, Kelly, are you adding ashwagandha into your routine, your supplement routine? I am. Jess, you remember I was having all these like stressful, this stressful situation happening with my kitchen reno. And yeah. I started taking two of these a day in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed a level of calmness that um, I'm able to sustain throughout the day that really helps me not feel so anxious. Yeah, I was taking two in the morning and two at night. I stopped taking my two in the morning because I was like, is this really doing something? And then it, like my, I feel it. You know, when you wake up and you're stressed, you kind of feel it in your stomach, you feel it in your chest. Just taking two in the morning really helps me feel calmer. Um, and if you check it out on Warrior Strong Wellness, coupon code Chasing Brighter, that's one word, Chasing Brighter for 10% off. You know how your lips are dry and then you're like afraid to smile because your lips are going to crack in half? I guess. I don't That's know. That's how I I'm feel right now. That Laneige lip situation. Mm, I didn't I put that every on Every single night. night. Yeah. But I drink so much water. It's insane. Mm, I should drink some right now. My Stanley helps me. It's 40 ounces. I know, but I don't want to pop the money for that. 40 bucks for 40 ounces. not expensive. Ounce? Yeah, I don't think that's expensive. $45. I don't think that's expensive. It I think it's expensive. Your water cold forever. And I usually spend 30. So I don't feel like it's bad. I also um, you don't care about cold water. You're not a cold water person. I bought this one. Is that glass? No, it's plastic. Um, as something that will fit in my car. Right. Um, and also that's looks more nice. classy on these podcasts, right? The cup holder. Yeah. The cup holder situation is key. I bought those special cup holder things. Have you seen them where it goes in your cup holder and then it holds a water bottle? And I had those in my car for like two years. But Just you took have it out when I got a stand. You have your big car. Do you have bigger cup holders? In no, no. My car does not. And neither does Justin. Neither one of ours. My my van actually fit my Takea, my, my big water bottle. But mm. Um, my car does not. Neither of my cars do either. I usually, I have a giant 40 ounce, one of these Mm -hmm. and, um, the kids, I joke that it's like Beckett's little brother when he's riding with me. Cause it like, I just tuck it in next to him on the seat. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be the smallest I'd have is 30. Cause my kids, even though I tell them to bring water all the time, they drink my water. Like they will not bring their water and carry it all over like I do mine and then they'll drink mine. Yeah. So I don't like to have a small 20 or 24 ounce because they drink I need to water. be hydrated. It also is we I live in the desert. I mean, it's serious. We have to stay hydrated here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to June's Book Club. Today, what we're going to be doing is not one book, but giving you our recommendation for the top 10 books to read this summer. We don't necessarily agree on what a summer read is, so check out this episode. Okay, so we got... I don't think it's a big deal, but like our our signals crossed on like what we thought this assignment was. Well, you know, we're not big on communicating things 
uh, or like aligning sometimes. So I, I think we're really independent. It. So mm-hmm. it's like 10 books, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we did not, we were not on the same page here. I am entertained by more serious things anyway. Oh, we both are in books, not by movies, even but in shows. Books, well, I movies can, different, but like even one too. No, not even, a serious drama. Yeah. Like so, I love me. me some like post-apocalyptic no. dystopian. Well, you, you're a good with in a book, in a book, not, I'm so weird, but when it comes to something on a screen, I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> Probably because of the line of my work. I want to see happy, fun shows and movies, TV, streaming, whatnot. In a book, I can read anything and I will love it. Okay. Um, but for me, when I was thinking summer reads, I was just thinking something like light, something that's not going to like bring you down, something not like heavy that keeps you really engaged, but it's not so serious. It would like wreck your week or that you would cry. So um, I think that that's what most people do. And I know that I'm a little different in things because <laughs> for I can describe to you that when we went on our honeymoon, I read the historian on the beach. Wow. But you know what I brought on our honeymoon? What? Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But yeah, that's like the difference of and granted, I love me some I'm, you know, I'm reading one of your picks right now. And um yeah and um it's nice and light but i we just have different everybody has different interests but i think for the most part most people want to read a light-hearted fun beach read that's not my list my list yeah. is for the people who want like not light-hearted beach reads who will not be triggered by raping and pillaging um i don't think i don't know we'll find out <laughs> so you have have you read any of your five I have not read any of my five. Those are my, oh, okay. they're on my pick list. They're my two read. I'm, those are the books I'm reading this summer. You know okay. how like Barack Obama or, um, or, uh, Bill Gates, they, they like post their little like stack of like, these are the books I'm reading. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. this is like Kelly's version of that. Okay. And I chose, I think I was weird about recommending something I haven't read. So I wanted to read everything. Which first. is a good idea. Yeah. Cause in, what if it was terrible, but you know what? I, I don't know about you, but there are some books that everybody thinks are amazing. There are other books that I'm like, you've got to read this, blah, blah, blah. Like one of my coffee friends, I read, um, the hell Mary, hell Mary. Did you read hell Mary? You don't think so. Um, anyway, I read it and we we're always talking about life outside of extraterrestrial life, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, you got to read this book. It's so good. It's so good. And she read it and she was like, I didn't think it was that good. Mm-hmm. So I'm that to the point now where it's like, you know, what'd you say? That would hurt my feelings. Um, it didn't hurt mine because I also feel like, and I don't know if you've experienced this. Actually, I'm sure you have, but let me just tell you my perspective, which is this. Do you know how like some this is my new thing is like how your book, like how the story like hits, it hits you differently at different times. So like the historian, for example, I absolutely love. And it was because I was on my honeymoon, I think. And so like, it's just, it's a very like crazy book. They're like chasing Dracula, but like, I love that story. And I think it was because the time and place, because I've read some of her other books and I'm like, meh, they're not as great. So I don't know if I like 
you ever like think about that? Like you associate when you read it with a certain time where maybe other people don't like the, the book? only book. And I, I think that I really believe you and I are the same page on all books, except in 2008, 2009, when you told me to read that book, Sarah's Key. I, I did never watch the movie. I was, do you remember it? It's when, Oh, I know okay, exactly what it is. The little boy. This was, the, yes, uh, yes listeners, no, I, this book is so messed up. It's during world war two when the Parisians sent all of the Jews outside of Paris and little girl, every, they were rounded up all the time. So little girl alert, told her, like, you haven't read it and want to please yeah, pause. Major spoiler alert. And so the book's going back and forth between present day and past because the Parisians then sold all those apartments. So there were people that are living in apartments to this day that were stolen from Jewish families. And so they were rounded up all the time. So the little girl told her little brother like here and she put him in this little closet that had like a fake, you, like the facade was like a wall and she locked him in. She said, I'll be right back because she did it all the time. And um she did not come right back and the whole book she's trying to get back to her brother and then she gets back there and he's like dead and the family living in there were like we wondered what that smell was and he was like three years old and died in the wall yes i and also it was very visceral when they were like they took the babies from the mothers when they were separating them in the camps and they were like hosing the mothers and ripping the babies out of their arms i was like sobbing hysterically and it was around that time i think it was because i was a new mother Gabby was like 12 to 15 months old. I don't know why that, cause I've read books that were, that were yes, even but more you're horrendous. Not, you, I do. A I really don't know. Good job. It was just really triggering for I'm, me. For some I know mm-hmm. that's because you deal with your emotions. I neglect them. So like <laughs> I read the book and then I saw those parts. I actually physically read that book. That was before audible. And, um, I re- skim those sections and then like that just, I didn't, some of that doesn't stick with me as much. No, the little boy in the thing yes. does. And I do think about that. that and I even so like horrible. think about it with my kids because I am the prepper who like is always making sure everybody has a good hiding place in case they have to hide, but like, <laughs> you need to like get out and go sneak food so you don't die of starvation oh. and then you can't live there. Oh. Like, I think that little I boy can't. was five. It sticks with me. He was little. She gave him like some food. I can't. I just, I can't. I want, and it's because honestly, also, I think sometimes, let's say you're reading a a post apocalyptic book or something, a little fantasy, but this was like, to me, so real. It could have happened. Well, I'm sorry, but I also feel like props to anybody who reads a book that is made into a movie or a TV series. That just goes to show you're a good picker of books. I'm just saying, Jess, they made a movie. Oh, out of it. everything we've read is like made into like know, right now. So good at beautiful things. Books. We are tiny, beautiful things. And the last thing he told me, I read a, a, a while ago, guys. I was like, yeah. Um, I started that this weekend, by the way. That's good. It's First good. Of all, I, I also love Jennifer Garner. People, I know. I think they picked some good, although that's not what she looked like. And I Jamie Lannister really for the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, get like good. annoyed. You know, when they're like, when they're like, oh, they're a red haired, pale person with freckles. And then like, they don't pick that type of person. So yes. I don't know why that annoys me. I don't know why. Well, I mean, Jason anyway. Bourne and Tom Cruise. I mean, sorry, not Jason Bourne and Tom Cruise, but um, who's the other guy that's Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> Who plays Jason Bourne? No, it's not Jason Bourne. No. What is Tom Cruise? Jack Reacher. Like, oh. Seriously, people. 
I didn't read any of those books. Okay, well, um, the this series- he's five too, and the guy in the book as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like so. A- an- another thing I want to note that was important for me too is I wanted to pick um, all the authors I picked were women, and I also wanted to pick women of color. Um, I really think it's important to also promote all different kinds of authors, and also when we have we talked about that with Dr. Demoyne, you know, when you read you know, an author that is another, you know, race or in this ethnicity or from another country, you know, you you're broadening your horizons. And so in some of these books, you are mm-hmm. learning um, mm-hmm. about other things. So one of the books while we're talking, I'll just give one of my books, mm-hmm. which is Last Tang Standing by Lauren Ho. This book takes place in Singapore, um, which if you know me, I'm obsessed with Singapore. I have not gone, but I've read so many books set in Singapore. I'm obsessed with being able to go there and see all the things I read about. Um, And so this was really interesting. Um, It centers around the main character, Andrea Tang, who is a really successful lawyer. And um, it kind of addresses, she's 33, and it addresses the pressure that she has in her family and in her culture to get married um, and provide an heir. And so she's kind of like the last She's the oldest woman in her family, Um, kind of a fairly affluent family. Um, And she was told her aunt is like a billionaire and she was going to she will be cut out of the inheritance if she's not married when her aunt dies. And that would be like life changing money. Um, And so she's uh, it's just really interesting to hearing, you know, like a single woman in her 30s trying to be independent. Does she want to find love? What does that look like? Um, And so I loved it. I love. Um, I loved the main character. I thought it was really cool. And I think it does bring up questions about um, like why to get married, why to have kids. I think a lot of people have pressure. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you married? That's a question they ask, which is inappropriate and crossing a boundary. So try not to ask that question. And then when you get married, then they ask, when are you having, having kids? kids? Yep. What is interesting to me is it's kind of between you kind of see there are sparks between her uh, who she shares an office with um, and um, who she shares an office with. And his name is Suresh. And so he's Indian, which would be like in her family, like she would have to marry someone who um, is Singaporean or but who is of Chinese descent. That's very important in in her family culture. She'd be kind of cut out if it wasn't um, someone who was Chinese. Um, And then between this wealthy entrepreneur and named Eric Dang. And so I, it's really interesting because I was kind of, she, she was kind of asking the question, um, her parents had a love marriage, had a love match versus, um, versus being kind of set up. What's that called when you're set up? Arranged. Yeah. Arranged marriage. And everybody she knew that had a love marriage, a love match kind of was divorced and not doing well. And the people that had an arranged marriage actually had more longevity. And I think that's really interesting. And maybe because I'm watch, I've binged all of the Indian. Have you watched the Indian matchmaker show? Indian matchmaking. Have you watched that show? Maybe that's why I'm obsessed. I think it's fascinating. No, I don't think I've. Yeah, I don't think I've. mm -mm. We're very far into our marriages. Right. Past 20 years in our relationships. And it does make you think like I'm not as romantic. I'm more practical about looking at when I'm reading a book and they're like, oh, he's really hot. We're going to get married because we make out all the time. I'm like, Meh. you know, but she was like, oh, this guy's really stable and has a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, pick that guy. <laughs> that guy. That's boring. But a billionaire who cares about love? <laughs> 
What are your thoughts about that? Like a range versus love or I don't know. I'm definitely a fan of um, marrying for love. And I think that that has worked out even for royalty per se. Um, I'm not a fan of arranged marriages, but I do love the stories of people who are in arranged marriages and they ultimately work out. The other thing is, um, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, regardless of the situation that you how like staying like this is getting too deep but anyway but like staying in love and how um maybe it doesn't matter you have to kind of learn to be with a person like compromise as a partner right i think no matter what it takes work and you have to choose love and and it takes a lot of work i want you to watch the indian matchmaking show now i'm obsessed you need to watch like one episode what what is it on netflix Okay. So she travels around the world and it's really interesting. So they, they say like in the Indian culture, if you get married, it's assumed it's arranged. So otherwise you would say love, okay, like love match. And so she works with like, um, you know, Indians from all over the world. And so, you know, then you have all of your subcultures, right. And, and it's just mm-hmm. really kind of fascinating. And so I think what's fascinating, I guess what I'm trying to say is not necessarily arranged versus love, but people will come to her and say, these are the 10 things I want in a partner. And she's like, none of these are important. These are the things that are important in a long lasting relationship. And I think sometimes, especially when you're younger, I don't think people are really thinking about what's going to hold up in a relationship. And so, um, you know, my relationship has ebbed and and flowed with with my partner. And I think something that I always come back to is if you list like all of the value, my husband and I's values, like mm-hmm. what we find important, what we enjoy, what we like to do for fun. All of those things were on the same page as, you know what I mean? And then yeah. all the other stuff is kind of crap. But if I were 20 and you were like, oh, you should marry this man because look, you have the same ideals, you have the same values, you have the same work. That sounds boring. You know, that's probably why we've lasted. Um, so we did have love, but I'm just saying some of those other things I don't think, I think are glossed over, but I think are important. Does that make sense? Yes. So anyways, I think that, so that, that book I thought was um, really good. I love hearing about um, different cultures. It starts um, off in Chinese New Year. So I love hearing about the different foods and different cultural practices. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was, that I was that um, my, my book. I, I enjoyed that. And so that was a fun that was a fun read. What have you got? Um, you would read by the beach. Yeah, this was my only one of the five that was that was not set in summer. Okay. So it's not literally a summer read. Mine are none summer reads in terms of <laughs> set in the summer. Mine are... Um, I would say the lightest one, maybe I can just start with that, is um, This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. So I just finished Tomorrow, 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 which I absolutely loved. And it's got a lot of um, awards and, um, you know, picks for book of the year and things like that, I think from last year. So I love that book. And this one is recommended for people who have read that. And sometimes I read those, sometimes I don't, but I love the premise, which is, um, the character in the book 
Alice on the eve of her 40th birthday, um, you know, assesses her life. Um, she likes her job. Everything is sort of what she wanted. She's happy with her life for the most part. Um, but her dad is sick and um, she feels like something is missing. So she wakes up uh, the next morning and finds herself reliving her 16th birthday. So it just seems very, it's kind of like a freaky Friday situation maybe. Yeah. Um, or that looks good. By the way, I thought it was yeah. like totally the premise of a Hallmark movie, except she goes back to when she's like 22. Oh, really? I wonder if they, I wonder if it's based on that. <laughs> you know, there are some, well, Which and there are some storylines I feel like are like done over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. But they're just little twists. That's a Hallmark. That's how Hallmark survives, right? It's the same yeah. premise, just mix and match. It's like a salad. No, that sounds great. And then you said the other book is Tomorrow, 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 by the way. Here's the thing. Uh, yes. There are so many books, by the way, I'm just overwhelmed because obviously I'm looking at your books and I want to read everything on your book list just to add to my list. But anyways, that sounds really good. Um, I'm intrigued because when she goes back to 16, obviously her husband, her father is not ailing and he's healthy mm -hmm. and young. And so that's fascinating. That seems um i don't man that's um yeah it's it seems like it has some good twists and turns so yeah i like that one um one of my books i thought we had to have this on our list right i thought that we had to have an ellen hildebrand book on our list do you read her books yeah you do you've read yeah. a lot of her books like yeah. i think summer of 69 was it was a great was a great book but i felt like i wanted to pick like a fun light one you're in the middle of reading this one but i picked um hotel nantucket um, I thought it was so cute. And maybe after reading um, her book, what did I just read? The Golden, Golden Girl. Girl. Um, when she talks a little bit about kind of the afterlife or what that looks like. So this is about Lizbeth Keaton and she lives in Nantucket and she's off of a bad breakup with a longtime boyfriend. She wants to do something totally different. And so she's named the general manager of the hotel Nantucket, which was a gilded age, beautiful hotel that has gone to ruins over mm -hmm. the decades. And they're it's never done well. People say it's haunted. Um, and so uh, you are following the book um by uh grace hadley who was murdered in a fire in the 1920s and she is the ghost around hotel nantucket and so she's following all the characters and following what happens and so i thought like so she had been haunting and purposely trying to kind of ruin the hotel but she loves that there's a female manager she she kind of falls in love with all of the staff mm -hmm. and she ends up kind of like helping and assisting. And so I thought it was so cute. Where are you in the book? Like, are you kind of enjoying it? Yeah. I'm probably a little over halfway through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's one of those, um, one of those stories just because it's a hotel story or there's like the hotel or like a bed and breakfast is the premise, which I've read a couple of those. And they're so fun because you get to see, get to know the personalities of the staff and then the people are coming and going. Right. And so there's like these little storylines of like people checking in, checking out and how they're the guests themselves and like their life. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're like on the beach, it's summer. Um, they're eating I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking no. lobster uh, salad 
Yes, there sandwich. is stuff that like Ellen Hildebrand always puts in her books and there's like a Nantucket Drinks. cookbook author. Mm-hmm. And so when they're talking, so in this hotel, they have this like award-winning chef who's serving light bites and cocktails. And when they're describing all the food, yeah, it just makes you drool and you want to have those um East Coast yes. summer foods. Yes, I agree. Delicious. I agree. It, and I I think for us being west of the Mississippi, born and raised people, well, you lived in Philly, but like I haven't been on the East Coast and you married a New Yorker, but I haven't been on the East Coast nearly enough to like really um, immerse myself in the idea of just like fresh seafood. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that was as present in Philadelphia because Philadelphia has a huge food culture. So mm-hmm. there's just like multicultural, you know, I didn't feel like there was one, obviously people would say the cheesesteak, but I didn't think there was one thing where like you would have in um, Maine or Nantucket yeah, yeah. or some of those type mm-hmm. places. Cause Philadelphia was such a multicultural, you know, area. You were um, able and to then- get out. Did you get out to the coast much? Um, we we went to Newport one summer. Okay. I did spend a summer or like a, a week in Newport. Um, but, you know, the New York that my husband is from would be like the Italian New York. So that would be like pasta, pizza. That would be his New York tastes. Mm, true. That was true. his family culture. And we did go to Baltimore, I believe. So anyways. But yeah, no, I thought that was it was I thought it was a really cute book. I did it through the Libby app. If you're not familiar with the Libby app, mm-hmm. Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, um, connects you to your library. So you do need to have a library card and then it, you are able to get um, audiobooks and ebooks um, at no cost. And so there are a lot of wait lists for popular books. Um, but I went ahead. I was trying to put a whole bunch of summer reads to kind of, you know, audit the books that we're going to be um, presenting today and so i ended up having a whole bunch of ellen hildebrand books and so you're listening to it right now on libby as well um and so i listened to it really quickly it was i just i just really enjoyed it it was just a fun read um and i i listened to it in like three days it was great the thing i like about libby is a you have to library once you have your library card and you get all set up um, there's so many books that I want to read and it's like, I'm not going to buy them all. I'm not going to use my audible credits. I'm whatever it is. You can just like put everything in your queue and then whenever it becomes available, you can read it. So uh, I think that's pretty handy and they always have a lot of the bestsellers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even you can pre, you can, sometimes you can like be notified or get dibs on books that aren't out yet too. Yeah. And you can be, you can request, Hey, I, w- I think you should have this book as an ebook or you should have this book period. Yeah, You can only you'll... put so many books on hold per library, I think, but, and, yeah. and it's great. My, um, my teenagers and in, into it as well. So she enjoys listening to, you know, we can listen to fun books. And, um, so I think that's great for all ages. Yes. Um, and then so, what do you have? Yeah. So I'm just kind of running through a couple other ones, right? So um, the first, again, first of all, any of the books that Kelly recommends, they might suck because I never read them. <laughs> Let's just premise it with that. But some of the descriptions sound good. And then um, a lot of these are like good, like good bet authors. So Dust Child by K. Mai Fan um, Yen is um on my list. So I read the mountain sing. I love to read like we're talking about, about different cultures. And this one is, um, 
you know, it takes place in Vietnam and it is about um, kind of the storyline of American soldiers, service members who um, have relationships with Vietnamese women. And this in this case, um, you know, if those who have children and how, you know, those service members go back to the U.S. and, you know, maybe are never to be heard from again. So this story is about that. It's about kind of following um, that generation and how, you know, how they deal with that. The children who were born from American soldiers who yes. abandoned them. Yes. Good so stuff. already starting off lighthearted. Really? Totally. Super happy. I'm trying <laughs> to think if I read The Mountain Sing, but that sounds great. I like that one. And those sound like sagas. Yes, probably pretty thick Yes. Book. Anything that has epic or saga in it is usually yeah. something that I feel like is up my alley. Um, okay, you go, Jess. Okay, I love yours. Jennifer Jennifer Weiner, right? We love mm-hmm. Jennifer Weiner, Good and Bad, all of those delightful books. I've read every single one of her books. And this book was so fun and it was called Big Summer. Um, I thought it was really cute and it's it's just about um, this girl Daphne um, and six years after her friendship ended with her best friend Drew, she's kind of back in her life. Um, it's really cool. Uh, Daphne, the main character, is kind of a, a mid-size or plus-size influencer. Um, and so that was fun. And then she's invited to Drew's wedding. Um, there is um, like a, a death or a murder at the wedding. And so it's kind of like a murder mystery. I just thought it was just so much fun, like following. It's going back. Um, it goes back and forth between her history with her best friend, Drew. Um, it's in the present of her being an Instagram influencer. Um, and then also just kind of the summer falling in love and kind of what happened at this um this murder at the wedding. So I thought it was really a really fun read. Hmm. That does and I love it. I love everything Jennifer Weiner writes. So I read a couple her, of her books fun. and then I've since moved on. You know what um, book you'd love of hers, by the way? It's called That Summer. You should write it down. I didn't put it in here because it's not lighthearted. <laughs> it kind of it, it's really, really, really good. It has just stuck with me. Okay. Um, but I felt like um because I was trying to do a little bit more lightheaded, but you would if you if you want to have a summer read not not lighthearted and you're okay with with trauma, I also recommend that summer. <laughs> um, next on my list here is The Age of Vice by um, Deep D Kapoor. So you, if anybody has gone to look at a bookstore, like physical books anywhere. I think you've seen this one. It's a black cover with the beautiful gold letters. And so it just kind of draws you in. The storyline, which is probably one of my greatest weaknesses, is um, like an Indian fiction about um, a family saga, gritty crime drama um, about power and desire. So those hit on all my spots of stories I love about India. My favorite books are Shantaram, which is now a show on Apple Plus, which means I'm really good at picking books, and A Fine Balance, which was an old school Oprah book, which is so good. Yeah. And one of my favorite movies is Slumdog Millionaire. So <clears throat> I'm betting on this book because I like all of those and I'm assuming it's going to be another great read. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes what's terrible, and I don't know if this is if this hits for you, but I read so much that sometimes I don't remember what I read. I should probably keep for a sure. catalog. Do you do that? Because sometimes you're well, saying these books. I'm like, the golden I I girl, that Jess, I really, I know I read it. Yeah. Um, And I know it's about, like you're saying, the chick who's like 
passed away and like, it's Mm -hmm. sort of her story, but like, I can't, I can't remember too much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like 28 summers loved. I stuck with me. Did not like 20. Oh, uh, I don't want to say I don't like it, but it, it, I have a lot of opinions that I want to process mm-hmm. through on that one, okay. just to kind of think whether debrief another that's time. worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can talk about another time. Okay. So I picked, I read this book. It was so good. It was called seven days in June by Tia Williams. Um, it's kind of based around um, Eva Mercy, who's a single mom and best-selling erotica writer, um, and Ooh. Shane Hall, who's a reclusive, enigmatic, award-winning novelist. And they meet unexpected at a literary event, um, and no one knows that 15 years earlier, when they were teenagers, they spent one crazy week together and fell madly in love and no and then they end up both being famous authors and so it was really fascinating and so they had a week in june 15 years prior and then a week in june present day and i it was just such a great it was really it was a a great read um uh i loved uh hearing you know she was like an erotica writer and so that you know she knew she was writing kind of smut and had a certain um, demographic that she was writing to and she mm-hmm. played up to that. So that was just fun to get the behind the scenes of someone who was writing um, female erotica. And um, anyways, it was, it was a really fun book. Um, I definitely need to add that one to my queue. Um, okay. So next on my list is a more serious biography about Martin Luther King called King a life. And it's by Jonathan Eig. And this one a couple of reasons why this this uh, book drew is drawn. I'm drawn to this book. One is it's a new release. It's got a lot of hype and buzz on it right now. Um, the reason why is because although there's a lot of biographies about Martin Luther King, this one has like new research and information and it's mixed with really great storytelling. So everyone really likes this book. Um, probably not going to be, again, a real uplifter because we all know how it ends. <laughs> But, you know, I think one of the things in general with like society or like how we, you know, how we deal with challenging times is learning about people like Martin Luther King, who what a tremendous leader he was during a very challenging time and how he just kept going. And it's so inspirational. And I think sometimes just reading about learning about that and also just learning about, you know, the civil rights movement. I really, you know, never really dove into it too deep. So I would like to learn more about that. That's part of our passion for reading, right? Is like learning about um, different topics that we really haven't um, spent time with before. So your that sounds heavy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really interested in the new revelations and research. Yeah. Right. Um, so um, my last one is I was just really surprised that I, I guess, I don't know. Sometimes I live under a rock that Judy Bloom writes adult novels. So I read this last summer. It's called summer sisters. It was really good. Basically. Was, uh, when did she release this? Is this a newer release? It might have like been in the last, last summer. I read it. Last oh, okay. So okay. I don't know if it was brand new then or not. I don't have the, the copyright date, but 
basically there are these two girls, Victoria and Caitlin. And in the summer of 1977, Caitlin is this wealthy, fancy, popular girl. And she chooses Victoria to be her friend. And she invites her to spend the summer with her in Martha's Vineyard. And Victoria has like no money. Her family is not doing very well. And she feels guilty leaving her siblings, but also is so excited to get away and go do something. And then basically... Every summer she goes with Caitlin to Martha's Vineyard and it kind of it's a little bit of a saga because it starts from 77 into present day Mm. Um, every summer they went together. Um, but their relationship has kind of faded and very much like it's now that I'm talking, it sounds a lot like like big summer because um, now Caitlin's getting married and she begs Victoria to come to her wedding at Martha's Vineyard. And then, you know, um, Victoria starts remembering all of their summers together and what kind of happened to them. So Ooh, um, that sounds really good, Jess. I'm, I yeah. might add that to my cue as well. Okay. My final pick is about, I thought this sounded cool. I think we were trying to really, um, uh, pick some authors and some stories of, you know, also a nod to um, the month of May was, oh, is it Pacific Islanders and something? Or like, we're trying to do more like multicultural um, stories, I guess. So this story, Deep as the Sky, Red as the Sea by Rita Chang Epig is a story about a, a female pirate, a legendary uh, Chinese uh, pirate queen and um, her fight to save her fleet. So it's um, it was something I loved. Um, I love stories about pure, like fantasy, pure fantasy. fantasy. fantasy? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I love um, stories about pirates and I think of being a female is going to be awesome. Plus I love, I love me some adventure stories like Clive Cussler, all those stories I love. So I added this one to um, my queue as well. Um, and, you know, I think, let me go back to the description. Uh, yeah, it's pure. Sorry. I was going to say, it says, this book is an unmissable portrait of a woman who leads with courage and ruthlessness of our darkest and most beloved heroes. It's a great sentence. It makes me want to read it. I also love like Shogun and some of those stories. And so the idea of like the, the whole like settlement of um, Asia, which was called like the Orient back then and how all the Europeans came in to try to take over just to get like trade and riches from all of their resources. So I'm really interested in this story because I think it could be um, hopefully the storytelling is good. Um, yeah. Hopefully, again, hopefully it doesn't suck. And hopefully I'm not like misguiding people to read it. <laughs> the, the cover of the book is beautiful. Um, Kelly, you don't judge a book by its cover. I do. I do. Um, which could be why maybe I'm not. We're going to see like next year when we do this and be like, okay, here's Jess's books. They're amazing. Here's Kelly's. Do not get them. <laughs> <laughs> like here's what not to read we'll give you five what not to read and five to read um no you picked some good ones i am excited but yours are to me what you chose were like epic novels right so yes. it's like something that's going to you know 
be an investment of your time, which I think is always worth it when it comes to books. Um, and like you said, it's always so fun to see if it's chosen um, to be a movie. Um, side note, did you read A Man Called Uva? Yes. And then now they made it the movie A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I know. Teresa was like super upset about it because um, they Americanized it so much. And obviously the that's book why I haven't wanted Europe. to read it. I heard it's cute, but I heard that it's like, don't expect it to be like the book. I read the book so long ago that I was like, looks good to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, that tracks with what the book was about. Did you, so you watched the movie and you liked yeah, it? I just watched okay. it like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I like when I talk, cause to treat, we read it in our book club years ago when we were in, actively in a book club and I had asked Teresa about it and she just was disappointed that they really Americanized it. So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary to, um, do you remember the author? Um, I've read a bunch of his books. Oh, Frederick Backman. Backman. So um, I have read a lot more of his books and some I've loved and some I haven't. Um, like, yeah. Bear, did you read? So he is, Bear, so he is Swedish. Like. Yeah, he's Swedish. He lives in Stockholm and the book was set in Sweden. Yeah, I love because I love like Dragon Tattoo and um, the Department Q books. Like I love who wrote those, not him. No, but okay. I, I liked things set in cold. Regions. So a girl with a dragon tattoo. Did they set that? Did they set that in Europe? Denmark? Did they? OK. Yeah. I didn't know if they, they made it American. It just it's wasn't like Oslo, necessary Norway, when yeah. you when you look at um when you look at the book and the storyline and you look at the movie as far as funding it really like making it american or not wouldn't ha like wasn't necessary in the setting in the movie so yeah. like it, they didn't have to do that yeah and so um but anyway whatever i thought it was cute i thought it was in line with the book but that's because i had read the book so many years ago <laughs> i was like looked good it was cute so anyway I think um, if anything, we've inspired you and sparked interest in picking up some books this summer. You know, Kelly and I absolutely think no matter how you and, you know, take on a book, whether you listen to it, um, whether you read it, whether you read a physical book, whether you read an ebook, um, reading is so great. You learn so much about other cultures, other people, um, and it, it keeps our minds active and healthy. And I think it's a great form of self-care. Um, and for those of us who struggle with anxiety, I think it could be a great calming activity too to kind of ground you, um, especially sometimes when things get busy. I also feel like I did to my defense about choosing my epic novels. Um, I find that I love, you know, I find that I have a little more free time in the summer. It's a little bit of a slower pace. You're not rushing to get the kids off to school. You're not worrying about getting their homework done. And so maybe I have a little more time to read and I can sit down and read a little bit longer. Um, and, you know, when you're sitting on the beach, what else are you going to do? Watch your kids? No, they can watch themselves. <laughs> there are life that book. Somewhere. <laughs> Listen to her scream. There's lifeguards. Exactly. And it is a healthy form of dissociating. I want to stand by that statement. And um, it is a form sometimes of, of healthy escapism. And I think uh, for me and probably for you as well, 
I am healthy when I'm reading and when I'm not reading books, it's definitely, I'm not caring for myself because it's, it's something that I know I really enjoy and I know you love reading. Yes. Um, yes. And so it's definitely a way um, to, to fill my cup. So get out there, get to the library, the bookstore, Kindle store, whatever, and, and, and get some books to read this summer. Yeah. Hopefully our list is going to serve you well. Enjoy. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.